0: this is Tracy Watson and welcome to the Laughing Mother Project where we laugh at the days to come. everybody today we have a very exciting guest on our podcast her name is karen brophy and she is the mom of 10 year old triplets these beautiful little girls zoe and gabby and their brother jonas were naturally conceived i don't know about you but i don't actually know any other person who's naturally conceived triplets welcome karen We're so grateful to have Karen on the program. Karen, we know that you are in the process of recovering from a recent surgery, and so we're very grateful for your time and the insight into your life with multiples. Um, Without any further ado, I think the first question I'd love you to answer is that, um, I think everybody's got this question on their lips. What did you do when you were sitting there and um, the doctor was doing the ultrasound and he announced that you were having triplets.
1: I get asked this question quite often and my answer is always that we laughed. Partly because we didn't register what we were being told and also the reaction of my gynecologist, Dr. Zanowski, was priceless. He When he put that... Um, when he put the um, the thing on to scan my tummy, and he saw three, he just started slapping Josh on the back and laughing and saying that there are three babies, and Josh must come and sit next to him. And it was actually quite a funny sight to see because we didn't know what was going on, and I was like, "Put that, put it back on so that I can see my babies." <laughs> and then we went back into his office, and my second thought was. Will they all survive? And I loved his answer because he said, somebody upstairs has planted these little seeds inside your womb and you know your body and are going to look after yourself. And I'm the doctor who is the professional and the three of us are going to make sure that we will do our best to help them all survive. And he did just that. Um, each step along the way he really held my hand and looked after me um, and then we got into the car and it was just Josh and I and we looked at each other and Josh said is this really happening to us and so naturally you think will we be able to afford this um, uh, will we be able to give these little things everything that they want and need we just felt so young um it wasn't a part of the plan and um God's answer to us was that when he gives you a blessing he doesn't just say like here we go fend for yourself here's the huge blessing um he helps you he actually helps you keep it and that is truly what has happened. He is um we've experienced such provision in such a huge way and um it's been You are really
0: amazing to be a part of the miracle. Karen, you are so calm. (laughs) You are the right person for having triplets. You are so calm. I'm sure that when you delivered the news, you probably told everybody in such a calm, matter-of-fact and gentle way as well. Um, Can you tell us what some responses were from other people who got the news?
1: I would say that we've had some good and bad comments. We've had some negative and positive comments. Um, The usual triple blessing, triple trouble, rather you than me, these, we are incredibly best. Um, We've had um, people say that, um, like call my smallest one who was one kg when she was little, that she was the runt. I've had people ask me if um, I was like a cat. Like, did I conceive the threes on the different days? Um, so, yeah, uh, and and I've had people say what beautiful children I have and encourage me and uplift me. So I can say that I've actually, I've had people come alongside me and pray with me and for me and bless me with um hand-me-down clothes and things that my children have needed that have assisted me in helping me bring up these children. So it's been an incredible journey to actually be on. And I've come to learn that I think that people respond to the news because of the capacity that they have. And they think that it is impossible because it is not the normal and they don't think that they would be able to handle it and therefore and it, it's not a reflection on me and the children that they see and my children that they see and i've and as we all know that actually god is the god of the impossible and that all things are possible and i think my reaction depends on the space that i'm in and i can either choose to be you know which i did i have felt sometimes before inadequate or not enough or overwhelmed by just what people would say. But I had to get strong and I had to get brave and I had to laugh at those lies and I had to believe that I'm the best mom for these three and that I can do this with all the love and the favor that God has given inside of me because I am strong and there is that beautiful thing called mother instinct and we all have to remain um, strong in who we are as mothers, and mothers to our children, that we are the best people for them, and yeah, so I think it's just remaining in Jesus, and remaining in the identity, actually, of who you are, and what your purpose is, and what the purpose is of the kids that are in your house, and the kids that you are bringing up. Oh my gosh,
0: Karen. I guess that shock makes people say the funniest things. They don't even realize how rude they can be or how personal. I mean, what is it even their business to know how these little ones were conceived? But I suppose it's just natural human nature to want to try and identify or. Just figure out what the other person might be experiencing, and sometimes you you just say things and then think afterwards. I actually cannot believe I've just asked that question. I think you're incredibly gracious in um how you've learned and matured in how you respond to those um types of comments because I'm sure being a mum of triplet of a, of triplets, um sort of attracts a whole lot of attention more so than others and i think that most mothers get advice um whether the advice is welcome or not they get tips and i just love what you said about the fact that you've been chosen by god for the job and you can choose which advice suits your personal philosophy and style and uh, i think that that can just give uh, parents new parents such a surety that they don't have to close off to advice they can listen to it and appropriate the advice that that fits with what they feel they call to do as parents um the next question i'd love to hear from you is that this would have been an extra special pregnancy tell us about your pregnancy journey karen
1: I don't think that any multiple pregnancy is plain sailing for a mom of a multiple there's always risks and many things that can happen um just in the developmental part and then also for the mom but um i decided i went to a friend's house and this baby was so good she slept so well she eats ate so well and i remember saying to my friend wow she's such a good baby and she said well I had nine months to pray. I was nine months pregnant, and I prayed for nine months for a good eater and a good sleeper. And I thought, well, do it again, Lord. I'm going to do that as well. I'm God gives us nine months to prepare, and I'm going to pray for my babies. And so on, and one day I got this package from Discovery, our medical aid, and in it was this chart of each week what would be forming or developing in in the child and like what the size of the child is at that point and so i decided to use that as my my beacon or my guideline of um, what i would be praying for that week so if it was the eyes that were, were forming i would pray for the little eyes and that they would always see jesus and pray for the the development of the eyes and then when the heart is is um, being formed in the chambers of the heart, praying over that and and just saying that may they always have a heart after God, and they, with their little ears that they may always hear Jesus, and um, <clears throat> yeah. And I just found that that I just found such comfort in that in knowing that um, I was um, just partnering with Jesus. And being in the miracle of this, of <clears throat> oh, have got a frog in my throat. And then also, um, I th- at the end of my pregnancy, um, or towards the end, my one little girl, she didn't, she stopped putting on weight. And they didn't know why. And so I had to go for a whole lot of Doppler scans, and um, it was quite scary because um, the radiologist came out and he said to me that she would fade away and the two fatties would live and I remember my mom was with me and she got so cross and she was like aren't you mad at this guy like how could he speak that over your children and I remember saying to my mom with such conviction that that I believe that I've been told that I'm going to have three children and therefore, I know that I will, and I don't have to fear because God has told me not to fear. And um, yeah, and and just from there, just holding on to the prophecies and the miracles, and the the revelations, got me through. And um, I remember also when they were, because each week they would do a scan. And they would do a Doppler scan just to see the blood flow of um, that Zoe was getting into um, with my umbilical cord. And I remember the scan stopped and um, everybody went out the room. I don't know if it was meant for me to get changed or what, but it, it actually stopped on Zoe. And her little hand was up and it looked like she was waving. And I remember um, just looking at her and thinking... You and just saying to her you were not made to be inside my tummy you were made for me to hug you and love you and kiss you and enjoy you outside of my tummy and i remember looking at her little hand and just speaking to that picture and just saying baby girl you need to hold on to Jesus' hand because mommy can't hold you right now. And I can't reach you, but Jesus can. And you need to hold on until you come out of my tummy. And I always remember that and I always give her a boldness in that you know that that and I tell her the story about her little life and how she held on. And um and that's actually where her her name came from. Uh, her name is Zoe, and it means abundant life. And I think that's so important for me, because uh, when I was naming them, when you, when I would pray for them and I'd say their name, I was saying it over their little lives and declaring the truth. Um, Gabby, Gabriela is my other little girl and she her name means strong woman of God and Jonas' is, um, means a gentle warrior. And it's amazing how they are just um, growing into their names and the meanings of their names. And I think that um your prayers, just um, to let the moms out there know that your prayers are powerful and effective and that you are the mom and your blessings and prayers are so powerful and effective over your ba- over your babies and so yeah, just give it a try it's um it's actually also comforting
0: karen that is such cool advice because i think that every pregnant mama out there loves to track the physical development of the unborn baby it's actually so exciting you cannot believe this little developing miracle And I think the fact that you prayed um, over each developmental milestone positioned you to pray over Zoe. But I also want to just take this moment and just be sensitive to mothers out there who could be listening, whose unborn babies didn't have that same positive outcome that your prayers Um, God and sometimes people you know the enemy can come in and rob people to think well maybe they should have prayed harder or they should have done things differently and I just want to release anybody who's listening to that to just remind you that God is in control and I know that I'm going to be interviewing a mother in the future who actually has gone through that and found victory and comfort in some words that God spoke into her heart and so please please um Tune into a podcast when when that comes along. But I just want to pray a whole lot of Jesus's grace over you right now that nothing you hear will put any heavy on you in the name of Jesus. And um, I just pray that you just feel the goodness and love of God and and, and just um, that he would speak to you in in, in your journey, your personal journey. There are also those out there who may be pregnant at this stage and have received a bad report like you did, Karen. And I just feel to encourage you that Karen's testimony, the Bible says that testimony carries the spirit of prophecy, which means that if you hear somebody else's testimony, you can say, hey, I can have that testimony and prophesy it over my situation. And then I just want to encourage you to, like Karen, begin to pray scriptures she named her little girl Zoe full of life, and um, yeah just take that advice and 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 appropriate it just declare it in your own life and and hold on to the victory that she that Karen had and prophesied for yourself um having said that um, Karen did you receive any advice from other people that um, that you could probably tell others that would help them, not necessarily only in pregnancy, but any mothering advice that you received.
1: I was in the neonatal for five weeks, and I was on my own, in the sense that I didn't have family. They were, you weren't allowed to have family to come in, only on a Sunday. The grandparents were allowed to come in for an hour, and they were allowed to hold the babies. But day to day, my mom wasn't allowed to come in which is quite hard for a first-time mom and but I had a few key people in my life like um there was also a, there was a mom of five children quintuplets and I remember her telling me that I must never forget that I'm the mom and that if I feel something inside my gut I must say it and and people have to listen because I'm the best person for this job. And it's so good to have people that encourage you and uplift you and remind you of your identity. I know that my pediatrician was also amazing in um guiding me and helping me. So I, I just kept my... um. People in my life that I could trust to a very small circle so I, I had that mom that has multiples who almost could identify with what I was feeling and how I was feeling and then I had Dr. Boita who I used actually as I didn't go to the clinic I would go to him and I'd use him for advice and then my Ghani So my pediatrician was for my children's advice. And then my Ghani, he was amazing for me, looking after me and giving me advice for myself and keeping my strength up. And then also my family, my sisters and my mom. They know me, they know who I am and they love me and can speak beautiful advice to me as well. And so in saying that um i had i i they if initially they said that i i couldn't breastfeed because moms of multiples they often can't get any colostrum out or anything and it's just a few drops and it's not enough to spread the love between all three babies and so then the mom gets quite upset so my pediatrician actually said i don't want you to breastfeed because his theory was happy mom happy baby and so he was a bit nervous that I would not get enough and then not feel enough and get depressed and um so he said he doesn't think I should and I remember going to the to my ghani came and visited me and I said to him I really just want to breastfeed and um he said well then tell him just tell him that you're going to and um the next day I um had to get some gumption and um I just said, Listen, I really feel like I wanna breastfeed and I'm not gonna get upset. I just well, partially because I wanted to feel what breastfeeding was like with my babies and also because it was it was cheap. It was cheaper than buying formula. I mean if I've got the breast milk on tap <coughs> let me give it a go, you know? And um so he came with the comment It said, Okay, for your psycho amusement, I will let you breastfeed and express. And I actually went in and I came out and I had 10 mils of colostrum, which is quite a lot. I mean, they thought I would just have a few drops. And then the next day I expressed a liter of milk. And each day it just got more and more. And eventually I was... Um, I was breastfeeding, that even the Pete, I, I would only breastfeed um Gabby and Jonas. And he came in and he, he even said, why are you not breastfeeding Zoe? She also needs some love. And um, <laughs> so at the end, he actually partnered with me and we, we would put Zoe on. I mean, she was so tiny and her little mouth and little sucks were like butterfly kisses There it she didn't get anything, but she felt like she was a part of the team and so it was so nice that actually um, my gumption and my uh, Realization that I actually am strong and that I can do this and if I want to try something I can
0: and and I should You know, I am a teacher and um, I'm a mom of teenagers, but I think that being a teacher, at the various stages of my children's lives, I have taught um, children. So for example, I used to teach moms and babes when I had little babies, part-time, and then I moved on to preschool. Actually, I had my own little um, kindergarten And um, I had 18-month-old children up till three years of age. And then uh, when I lived in Namibia, I taught the 4 to 5 group. And um, right now I teach 10-year-olds. And so I'm just saying all of that to give you some perspective of the fact that I've seen, I've taught different children and babies and toddlers and engaged with mothers. And what I just love is that every family is unique. It is the most amazing and just such an exciting thing for me to see that there is no pattern, but there are just these glorious, creative um, things that God is doing in families. Every family is different, Um, but we do benefit from each other's advice you know, we weren't born to just try and figure things out on our own. The Lord gave us the Holy Spirit. He's our counselor and our comforter. And sometimes we actually get the shortcut because we've got an older brother or an older sister or somebody who's traveled further along on the journey, who's just found some life hacks or things that can benefit us. And Karen, we know that you've got 10-year-olds now. We know you're still on the journey. There's still some things you're trying to figure out and can learn. But in the last decade, what, what advice can you give to mothers out there for um, bringing up children?
1: I would say keep your sense of humor. Routine is very, is very important, not for the baby and not for the mom. Allow others to help you. Be kind to yourself and know that your baby hasn't read the parenting book. So some days will be better than others, but at least joy comes in the morning. And you have another chance to start afresh and try again and have a better day and put it behind you and don't forget that happy mom happy baby and it's also a good idea a good tip is just to make make a sandwich for yourself in the mornings especially when your baby's little um or get your husband to make a sandwich because as the day goes on and it starts getting busy you it just makes such a difference because you can just pop to the fridge and take the sandwich out and you are replenishing yourself which makes sure that you are getting enough nutrients which keeps your your milk supply up and just keeps everything going smoothly and then also if breastfeeding get the laser treatment um on your breasts In the hospital it is so amazing you don't have any cracked nipples or anything like that it's um, it's amazing you right from the start it just prepares you and it helps you and um, then also just that you are the best mom for the job and that you are doing an awesome job so trust those mother instincts and yeah and enjoy yourself, enjoy your babies, and also somebody also told me that when your babies have gone to sleep in the evening, make sure you go and watch them sleep, because, and I found that that was just so, it just made me feel like, just reset my day, because sometimes, you know, you can have a hang of a day where they're screaming at you, and you're screaming at them, and then when everything's peace and quiet and they're sleeping and it just reassures you that they love you and you love them and that everything is right with the world yeah and to just um like i say enjoy motherhood and all that comes with it it's an amazing job and it's um it's a fun job and yeah as I say, good job.
0: Thank you so much, Karen. We just pray blessing over you and your family. We pray that you will just recover so speedily that body that is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the beautiful temple that carried three miracles, that it would just recover quickly, and that Lord, we just pray that um Karen would carry the blessing and the anointing to just um create multiple blessings wherever she goes. Karen, I just get this picture for you of being like a gardener and you know, you when you sow seeds it multiplies. I just see the that fruit that you know when you get fruit and there's like the double banana um or the double yoke in an egg, I just thank you that you carry that double anointing, a double portion. And in Jesus' name, we just pray over anybody who's listening today. Lord, we just release fertility. Over this frequency in the name of Jesus. We just speak to any barren places and we just say be fruitful in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we just thank you that you have said go forth and multiply. Lord, every one of us in our homes where we have a garden with little seeds and little children that are growing. We pray for a multiplication in the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our homes. Gentleness, peace, kindness, self-control. May it abound in Jesus' name. Ladies, it's been such a pleasure. Please join us again next time. Um, Have a great day.